if Gutiérrez, everyone. And uh, as we approach the Chag HaGeula, we're doing a sicha today that is in the main of, uh, about Yutas Kislev and a, a preparation. And we're looking forward to this being the Chag HaGeula that we've been waiting for for a very, very long time. Um, first, I want to begin with sharing Simchas. Chani Rappaport's daughter, Tzivi Hecht, just had a daughter this morning. Wish her Mazel Tov. Uh, Hannah Mann's grandson, Shneer Zalman Zam, Zaman, had his bar mitzvah yesterday, Yud Gimel Kislev. We wish him and the whole mishpacha Mazel Tov. Um, one of our classmates' birthday is today. We wish Esther Friedman, Arichas Yamim, Vishanim Teves, Lange Gebench, De Gesunte Yarn, filled with Nachas and Simchas. Um, we are still awaiting a very, very big Yeshua. We are learning in the Schus that all those that have to be reunited with their families should be reunited immediately in health, in good health, in body and mind, and that all those that need a healing should have a refor shalema, miyad, and that all of us, all of Klal Yisrael should be protected and should have a Yeshua miyad. And we're learning the schos of a refor shalema for Harav Yosef Yitzchak ben Sima Chasia. Um, we're going to <clears throat> begin our sicha again. Parshas Vayishlach, Chelek Tezbov. Ala pasuk Vayivaser Yaakov Levadai, Matinu Kama Perushim, Umehem. On the pasuk and on the words, and Yaakov remained alone. And this is on the cusp of his meeting with Esav after so many years. Um, we find a number of commentaries, and among them, and the Gemara explains the this concept of Yaakov remaining alone, and Rashi brings this down with uh, this 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 parish down from the Gemara with a slight change in terminology. The Yaakov tarried because of small jugs or pitchers. And the Gemara teaches that this is alluded to in the word that the Teisvais taught that don't read the word with a vase, which would mean alone, but also read it because of his pitcher, because of his jug. So that's one explanation. Bays, the Medrash Isa, and the Medrash brings down Ma Kadesh Baruch Hu Kasuv Boy VeNizgav Hashem Levadei, just as it says about the Eibusher that when Mashiach comes, Hashem will reign alone. Av Yaakov VeYivaser Yaakov Levadei. So um, this should be understood as Yaakov um, being. Um, alone, singular, and unparalleled in his stature, in his spiritual stature. Kefishin is bar pamim rabbis. And the Rebbe says, as, as has been explained multiple times, and I, I, I 
wish I would have thought to to uh, either research this or ask people that know. That's really how my research happens. I just ask people that know. Um, if there, if this was ever a thing with the previous Chabayim, or we find this elsewhere, but we know by the Chabayim that one of the things that he teaches constantly is that when you have different ways of understanding the same word or the same Pasuk or the same Indian, so they all have to be connected on some inherent level. And, and I, I believe that this is a Chiddush of, of, of the Rebbe alone. That, in other words, when you look at different Perushim, you shouldn't understand them as, oh, interesting, different ways of explaining the same thing, but very different, divergent views, but rather that if they're all connected to the same Indian or the same word or the same Pasuk, then there is an intrinsic connection between all of these Perushim. So the Rebbe says, Kefishin is Bar Rabbis. As has been explained many times, all commentary that is taught on the same pasuk and how much more so on the same word, so there has to be a conceptual connection between the different ways of understanding a pasuk or a word or a concept. And so we have to understand in our case here, what is the connection between these two things, what the Gemara teaches and what the Medrash teaches. And on the contrary, seemingly, these two explanations are actually opposing the opposites. Because Lafi perish had Gemara, according to what the Gemara teaches, Neiser Yaakov Levadai Litzerch Dvarim Kitanim Shechashi Vusam Haisa Muetis Biyaser. Because according to the Gemara, that he stayed because of Pachantanim, because of small jugs or 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 um, pitchers. So seemingly, this is about small things, things whose importance is um, is minor. So that's that's according to how the Gemara teaches it. So it seems like it's it's about something that's not hugely important. But when you look at what how the Medrash understands by So according to the Medrash, this is like the highest compliment and and the greatest thing you could possibly say that Yaakov, Yaakov's aloneness mirrors or in some way replicates or embodies Hashem's um, uniqueness and Hashem's being only. So this would be paralleling Yaakov's aloneness to Hashem's singularity. And not only is it something that you can only say about Hashem, but it's about Hashem's, his galus, the way it will be. And here the Medrash is saying that this is already somehow manifest in Yaakov. So how do we how do we understand the connection between these two that seem to be dichotomous um, one against the other? Yadua Masha Kosov Hashallah. 
So in Sif Beis, the Rebbe says that <clears throat> we have to remember what the Shalat taught us. And this, again, is something that the Rebbe always returned to. Shekol mayed mi mayedei hashana mirumaz beparsha betayra hanikreis bisman sheboichal mayedzeh. That the Shalat taught that every single yamtif is alluded to in the parsha that is read around that yamtif. So in many, many years, this year it's not going to be Parshas Vayishlach, but um, the Rebbe says that in many years it's either on that Shabbos or it's around that Shabbos. So the essence and the concept that is um, in, that 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 is inherent in Yutes Kislev, what Yutes Kislev is all about, is alluded to in Parshas Vayishlach, the Yuvam Bahaktim, and we'll understand this by prefacing. Betam is galus teres hachasidus bedayus hacharenes dafka veloi bedayus hakoyim bishenim bnei malachim. The reason that or the reasons that we were given <clears throat> for the revelation of Teres HaChasidus in these last generations specifically, and not in early generations about which the Gemara says that they were like B'nai Malachim. They were much of much greater spiritual stature. And uh, I, I always wondered in my head, like I think that the last thing the Gemara says is that like grasshoppers. And that was already a few thousand years ago. So I don't know what we are um, <clears throat> in that hierarchy. If there was angels and there were donkeys and there was grasshoppers, and uh, but whatever it is, um, as to why Hasidus was revealed, Dafke in these later generations, Machinu, Shnei Hesberim, we find two explanations. Aleph. One explanation is So one explanation is that Hasidus had to come into the world because of the doubled and redoubled, redoubled darkness that is the characteristic of these later generations, and specifically the generation of where we could hear that <clears throat> yes, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, it is Parshas Vayishlach. Thank you. Thank you. Why did it? Why was it? Why did everybody wait so long to call me out on this? Um, submished. Again, I, I, again, I can make excuses for myself. <laughs> again, you might not believe this, but again, I was traveling um, yesterday. For weddings, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, but, okay, thank you. This is Parshas Vayishlach. Um, you, maybe you think I live in a different planet where it's not Parshas Vayishlach. Um, okay, so one explanation is that the because of the doubled and redoubled the intensity of the darkness, yesh hechrech unechitzus ba'or nala yoser. So therefore, there is an imperative, there is a necessity for a higher type of light that could overcome this 
very, very intense darkness. Another explanation based Second explanation is in keeping with what Arizal taught. And this is even brought down in the Mugin Avram and the Shulchanarch of the Alta Rebbe, who is the Baal Hagulah Vahasimcha of Yutes Kislev. That just like there is an Indian in Halacha, that on Erev Shabbos you should taste from the foods of Shabbos, that you should have a schus to taste in that in that um, life of of the eternal Shabbos that we're waiting for. Cain hugam hayamim haklali So too do we have this concept. In the six millennia that that mirror the six days of creation, and so we know where we are right now, right? We're in Mamish in erev Shabbos. Shabbatayis hachrenim kaidim bias hamashiach bizman erev Shabbos shalafne yom shekula Shabbos. So right now, these last generations, our generation and generations before, are. And and the, the, we are the generations right before Mashiach comes. This is the time of Erev Shabbos that comes right before the day that is called Yom Shekulay Shabbos, the everlasting Shabbos. And at this time, Nimsheches Ha'ara B'derach Te'ima Al Kopanim Mehagilu Shel Pnim Yisatayr Shetizgale B'Shlei Musa Aidei Mashiach Tzadkenu. So at this time, there is already. An, a radiation of the light in the same way that you taste of foods, we are already able to taste of the revelation of Primius Hatera that will be revealed in its fullness through Mashiach Tzadkin. Now the Rebbe says, Ba'af b'shnei hezbeirim elu kayam b'shnei haktsavois al derech ba'yivasa Yaakov levadik kanal and so here too, in these two explanations as to why Hasidus has been revealed, Dafka now, we have again the same polarity. We have two opposing explanations, just like we had on the words by Yivasa Yaakov Levadri. Lefia has Baharisha Nimsa, Shegilui Ara Hasidus Bedoyas Hachrainis, Humitad Khisusam. So according to the first explanation, we understand that the revelation of the light of Hasidus comes to these last generations because of our inferior status. Because of the tremendous darkness of these generations, it is necessary to have the Lu'umaza, to have the opposing revelation of the highest type of light of Primus Atayr. That's according to the first explanation. But in contradistinction, according to the second explanation, But the second explanation tells us that the revelation of Hasidus in these later generations flows from the superior quality of this time. Because right now we are already by Lichbenchen. We're definitely in Erev Shabbos 
after Chatzais, and Yesh Boi Kvar Me'ein Hagilu Dila Asid. And for this reason, we are already experiencing a Gilui of the future. So we have, again, the same two, <clears throat> um, th that same binary of two reasons that seem to be opposed one to the other. Gimel, Babir Bazeh. And the explanation is as follows. Yadua, it's known, Sheyutes Kislev, Hevi Lahascholos Iker Hakium Shaliafutsu Mayanasecha Chutza. It's well known that Yutes Kislev brought to the beginning of the fulfillment of the words of Mashiach, when will I come? When your wellsprings, Mashiach said to the Baal Shem Tov, when the wellsprings of Hasidus will be spread to the outlying places. That is the dissemination and the promulgation of the wellsprings of Hasidus to all Jews, including those that seem to be on the periphery. And the Rebbe says, this has already been explained many times, The specificity of these words of spreading the wellsprings to the outlying places. What is the explanation of these words according to this exacting explanation? That the wellsprings themselves have to reach into this area called Chutza, this outlying area. Kilomar, that is to say, it's not enough that the water should flow to the outlying areas from the wellsprings, but the wellsprings themselves should remain where they are. But no, but the wellsprings themselves have to be transported to the outlying areas. Yes, sir, al came, <clears throat> and even more. The wellsprings themselves that are out that are outside, meaning <clears throat> out of where it's intuitive that they should be, they then have to be in a state of yafutsu. What does this mean? They have to be completely spread out and um, and and uh, publicized in the chutzah. So it's not enough that the wellspring itself should be taken chutzah, but in the chutzah itself, the wellsprings have to be all over the place. I mean, in the positive sense that they are everywhere. Until every aspect of the chutzah is saturated and suffused and pervaded with the mayanis. The chevon shetchilas kolin yonim hibetera. And because the terra is the prototype of everything, so anything that has to happen has to happen first in terra, move on, so it's understood. Shagam inin yafutsu mayanasecha chutzah. 
ההפוצה והגילוי של פנימיוס התרא לאלו מישראל הנמצאים קוצה. So, if everything has to begin in Torah, this too, that the ending of Yafutu Maynesecha Chutza, the spreading and the promulgating of the revelation of Pnimis HaTera to those of Bnei Yisrael that might be deemed or termed Chutza, Haschalasa Hibikach, Shahamayonai Shal Pnimis HaTera Boim Lidei Gilui, Benigla Detera, so the beginning of this project or process, it begins with the Mayanais of Primis Atera coming to revelation through what is revealed in Nigla Atera until they become one and the same. So not only do the Mayanais have to be taken out of the Pnim and brought to Chutzah, and not only do the Mayanais have to pervade every aspect of the Chutzah, but it has to be in a way where it's not a separate aspect. It's not an overlay. It's not superimposed. It becomes one and the same thing. And the Rebbe says, like, it begins when you can't separate the nigla of Torah from the chasidus, when it becomes so much one thing, that they become, like the Rebbe says here, la'achodim mamash. Gam lefnei Rabbeinu hazakein. And here the Rebbe explains his, his vision. In other words, what he's explaining to us. He says, even before the Alter Rebbe, ha'yu g'doyle Yisrael sh'ha'yu g'doylem b'shnei chalkei ha'tayra. There were great um, sages amongst the Jews, and they were great scholars in both aspects or both facets of the Torah. Both in the revealed and in the hidden aspects of the Torah. And it goes without saying, it's self-understood that the fact that they studied Nistar impacted the way that they studied Nigla. That goes without saying. Ach afal pikein, but still and all, haya hadover ba'ifin shenaisru elu shnei chalokim nefradim, galia v'sasim. But still and all, these two aspects of the Torah remain separate. The revealed and the hidden were still considered two different realms. And this is actually the novelty of what the Alter Rebbe accomplished, that he unified, he connected, he created a synergy between these two aspects so that they should become one. Dalit. Kevon she Yisrael miskashon baraisa v'yeser alkein hichayenu because b'nei Yisrael are, are connected and one with the Torah and more than that the Torah is our life v'yisrael baraisa kulachad and b'nei Yisrael and the Torah are one hare move on so it's understood so it's understood that just like there is this 
ultimate, well, maybe not ultimate, but this, 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 this novel idea in Yafutu Maynasecha Chutza that there should be the unification of the sasim, the hidden, and the galia, and the revealed of Torah. So the same thing is reflected and revealed in terms of the neshamas of Bnei Yisrael. And this happened, it happens to the revelation of Teres Hasidus. That Nasa in Yafutu Manasecha Chutza Ba'adam Gufa Ichut Sasim Vegaliyash Minishmasa. That this happens within each one of our inner landscapes. Within the person itself, there is this unification of the hidden and the revealed of the Nishama. And yes, the Rebbe says, just like there were people before the Alta Rebbe's time that they studied Nistar, and their study of Nistar impacted their study of, of the Nigelitatera, so too before the Gilitatera Hasidus, there was, of course, a, an effect from the hidden part of the neshama, which is the light of emuna, on the seichel and the revealed kaychas of a person. That existed already. That that hashpa effectu- effectuated that the kaychas of seichel and the midas should be impacted by the or the light of the emuna, which is a hidden part of the neshama, and and should be changed. Aval mikol makayim nishara emuna atzma befchina sasim lemaila min hasechol galia. But still, in all, emuna remained hidden in the person in the neshama, and it remained hovering above, separate from the seichel, from that which is revealed. But Rabbeinu Hazakin Chidesh, but the Alter Rebbe came and created a novel paradigm. Shaemuna v'hakabolus ol shalemayla min haseichel yachduru es haadam kulei. That the emuna and the kabolus ol that was always something that was higher than seichel, that was separated from seichel should suffuse the person completely. So much so that the R of the Emunah and Kabbalah's all should be brought down to the revealed aspects of the Neshama and should be, again, united with it. That the seichel itself should be able to integrate and be able to resonate, maybe should feel in yanim that earlier were lemaila min haseichel. Hey, kishem she'etzel kol echad kiprat chitsha hachasidus eskiyim yafutu minasecha chutza. Just like this was effectuated in the microcosm, in each person, 
this Yafutu Maynasecha Chutza, which the Rebbe explains is the Ichud Hamayon Shebeneshama Im Chutza Shebeneshama, the bringing together, the synergy of the Mayan of the Neshama, the deepest part of the Neshama, the hidden part of the Neshama with the Chutza, with the more outlying or more revealed aspect of the Neshama. Cain Hugam Legabe Yisrael Kichlal. So too, did this happen? And is this um, the reality in the macrocosm? In all of B'nai Yisrael, as we are one, as we are literally one body. So here again, it would be so useful if I could create a chart and you could see in the cells, but I know you see it in your mind's eye, you see the different cells. So the Rebbe begins with the words by Yivasa Yaakov Levada. He gives us two explanations. They seem to be not only divergent, but dichotomous. And then he says, well, actually, this is mirrored in the two reasons for why Hasidus was revealed in the later generations. And then he explains that bringing together what seem to be dichotomous features is actually what the revelation of Hasidus is all about. And he explains it in the fact that the Mayan has to go chutzah, and how the Mayan has to affect the chutzah, that they have to become one, that they don't remain two things, and how this happens in the inner landscape of each person, in the microcosm, and how it happens on the macrocosmic level, and how it happens, it, first of all, I skipped that, um, the Rebbe says, first it has to begin in Torah itself. In, in how the Nigla and Nistra become one. Hey. Uh, the, second, the second paragraph in Hey. And now the Rebbe says something with some like a, another level within the macrocosm. And he, or he he teases out what he means. Rashi Alpha Yisrael, Shahim Bechinas Reish Umayach. So the heads of the legions or the or the myriads of Bnei Yisrael, who are considered the head and the brain, shall Yisrael, heim befchinas ma'ayan. So this you could call the modality of the ma'ayan of the wellspring, of the hidden, of the nucleus, of the of the nexus. Ba'avar. In the past, before Hasidus was revealed, Seder Hadvarim Haya, how how were things operating? Shagdaila Yisrael Hayu Mufrashim Umisugarim Ba'arba Amaisehim. So the great sages were kind of cordoned off in the ivory tower. They were in their own, you know, Dalit Amais. They were learning. They were they were separate. Yes, it's true. They did have hashpa on the rest of the nation. In the same way that the Rebbe explains that before Gilei HaChasidus, there were always people that studied Nistar and Nigla. And it was always that the Nistar had to, by definition, impact the way they learned Nigla. But it wasn't one thing. It remained two things. In the same way, historically, the greats among B'nai Yisrael always kind of kept to themselves. They had their place. 
Yes, it's true that they had hashpa on Bnei Yisrael. Im al either because they, their their influence um, expressed itself in how they taught Torah, or simply in what they modeled. They modeled the proper behavior, and in that way, they affected Bnei Yisrael. But they themselves were separate from chutza, from what was in the pedestrian street. But it was, even though they remained separate and kind of, you could say, aloof, yes, they did have a hashpa. But what else was a novelty of the avoid of Yefutu Minasecha Chutza? Shegidayla Yisrael lo yistagru ba'arba amaysehem. That the greats among Bnei Yisrael should not lock themselves off, close themselves off in their Dalit Amas. Ela yagiyu ba'atzmam chutza. And you know, you can't read or learn these words without thinking of how much time the Rebbe spent in the public thoroughfare. It's it's like mind-boggling how much time the Rebbe spent with us. But the Rebbe says that, that, a, that a novel aspect of Yafutza is that the great sages should arrive by themselves chutza. And when they're in the chutza, they will see the poverty, the impoverishment of their people. And, and the most um, potent form of poverty is the paucity in knowledge, where, where, you, where you, you're, you're, you're poor because you don't have deya. And after Yutas Kislev, and with it, with the, with the ensuing generations, and every generation more and more, like in Archa, but we saw this like crescendo, that they should speak to the Ani, these great sages, the Mayan should speak to the Chutza in the language that they understand. Yes, sir, al Cain, and even more. Because it is imperative on the wellspring to reach every point and every detail of the chutza. So it's move on, it's understood. And so once you understand that the Mayan has to pervade every aspect of the chutzah, that means that they have to exert themselves for the material, physical aspects of Am Yisrael as well. And we saw this already starting from the Alter Rebbe, the emphasis on Kailal Chabad and sending money to Israel and, and setting up a, a, an infrastructure to, to literally to feed the poor. Vav. Now, next cell. Hatayrahi nishmas ha'elam. The Torah is the vivifying force. It's the soul of the world. Kedivrei Chazal sha'elam nivra b'shvil hatayrah shenekrez reishis. Like Chazal teach, Rashi cites the very first Rashi that the Torah was that the, that the world was created f- 
because of the Torah, meaning to be the realm in which the Torah is um, is effectuated. So it's understood. If the Torah is the soul of the world, then if Yutes Kislev created a novelty in Torah, that means that there was a novel situation created in the world entire. Vahabir, and to explain. Yedua, it's known that because of the very nature of the world, that the world obfuscates, that's why it's So because of the way the world was created, we can only access godly light as it is vested within the world. And that is referred to in Chassidus as Shem Elikim Bigematria Teva. That the light that we experience is, is refracted through the Shem Elikim. And, and the Shem Elikim is Bigematria Teva. Al uh, nature. Al his Boininus Binyoni Ha'olem Chulei. That one of the most direct ways in which we experience Elikus is by contemplating the world in all of its miraculousness, every aspect thereof. And through this, And when you look at the world, never mind the world, just study eyelashes, just eyelashes, you, you have to come to the recognition that there is a master. To this, uh, to this palace, to, the, to everything that's going on. But it's not possible to access the shame havaya, the aspect of Hashem that hovers above this world, that is transcendent, that is soiviv kol almen. And although there is a glimmer of revelation of the Shem Havaya in the world through the modality of miracles that happen from time to time, but these miracles are not something that are inherent to the world itself. On the contrary, we call them miracles because zehu inyan shall shidud A miracle is something that transforms the very nature of the world. In other words, it's separate from the world. It's an overlay. It's not a feature. came and affected a novelty. That there should be in the world itself a revelation of godliness that really is above the world. And this novelty expresses itself in that Hasidus could be explained and grasped 
through our mortal cognition, through our intelligence. How? Through metaphor and parables from material, physical, corporeal aspects of this world. And through this, we can see how the world became unified with the godly light that before this time hovered above the world. Zion. And we could say, okay, moving along on your chart to the next cell, we could say, that through this we can understand the words of the Alter Rebbe in his famous letter, that Hashem did wondrous things and great and vaunted things in the world, in the earth. And we know there's so many sikhs where the Rebbe speaks about how the Alter Rebbe could have done so many nisim, but he wanted that the goyim around him should be part of the geula. He could have stopped the boat by himself. But but he wanted that the that the um whoever it was that was in charge of the boat should do it and so on and so forth. So it should be Hifli Hashem Lasis Ba'aretz. So the way the Abishter runs his world, there are two modalities. So in the main, there's a modality where you don't recognize and you cannot see in a revealed way the vivifying aspect of this world on the part of Hashem. And this is mitad shem elokim. But there's beis, there's hashgacha pratis begoloi, but there's a second modality where you could see very specific hashgacha el that is revealed, and the Hashgacha Pratis is so revealed that you can recognize in the so-called natural means, you can recognize the godly light that vivifies everything and you recognize the Hashgacha Pratis and the, the source of this modality is the Shem Havaya. But now, but in this second modality, Gufa, in that modality itself, there are three subsidiary aspects of the Hanhaga al Pishem Havaya. There's Aleph. The first would be Eifen Shel. Okay, this is a um, a small, as it were, expression of the R of Shem Havaya as it comes down into this world. Ka'asher ha'ashgacha ha'protis, 
Morgeshes betoichan haga bedarche hateba. And this expresses itself when the Hashkacha Pratis can be felt and recognized within the natural. The second subsidiary of how we can feel the R of the Shema in this world is Oifenshel Gadlus. And here the Rebbe brings us back to the words in the Alter Rebbe's letter, Higdil Hashem Lasleis. So this is a greater manifestation. Kasher Hashgacha Pratis Mizgala it's when the Hashgacha Pratis is revealed and is felt in actions that are beyond the natural. Like what Chazal referenced, that the whole vision of Yechezkel with the chariot of Hashem and the whole Maisa Merkava, this would be exhibit A, of godless, <clears throat> the second, the second modality, higdil Hashem lasays. Omnam gam higdil moira al hanhaga sheyeshla erech b'shaychus lahanhaga shel katnus. But the Rebbe says, but this is not the greatest level. Why? Because when you say it's a great level, that implies that it has some kind of connection to the small level. In other words, it's on a sliding scale. It's still on the same scale. You could compare the two. It's the same kind of manifestation. It's just a higher level of revelation. And sometimes it's even a much greater manifestation. But it's still not like, I guess, our contemporary expression, which we probably overuse. So now we'll take a moment to reclaim it in a different way. Like when we say something's off the charts, you know, which has become another iteration of saying awesome. Like I'm sure I'm not the only one that remembers the word awesome used to be used only for like Hashem, right? Now it's for like, whatever. So off the charts. Off the charts means there is no metric. There is nothing else that can be compared. It defies all of the ways in which things are measurable. So the Rebbe says that the godless, as great as it might be, sometimes it's going to be a little greater, sometimes it's going to be very much greater, but it's still on the chart. And then you have Gimel, and then you have the Hanhag of the Ebesha that comes in the modality of Shem Havaya that the Alter Rebbe calls Hifli, wondrous. It's completely, yes, Rachi, beyond. Exactly. <laughs> Another word we overuse. It's beyond, beyond. Um, but but that's the Rebbe saying that it's it's off the charts. It's beyond. It's not anything connected with teva klal uklal. Nothing. Ches. Shloisha ifanim elu banhaga mishem havaya. So these three subsidiary modalities within the hanhaga of the Abishter that we can 
perceive, if we if we look properly, um, as coming from Shem Havaya, him sugim benisim. Okay, so they mirror three categories of miracles. Aleph, there's nisim hamilubashim bedarche hatepa. There are there are miracles that are vested in natural means. So much so that the miracle is not even recognized, at least not until later. Like the story of Purim. Even though it's a transcendent type, a transcendent modality of Ness, because you can see and recognize the tremendous hashkocha protis, but still in all, but this is still called a small manifestation, katnos. Then, base, this base, nisim gluim, much more revealed miracles. Ella, they're much greater miracles, but there's still some relation to Teva in these miracles. As, as an example, the Rebbe says, you could think about how Yeshua conquered Yerichai. Because there was, of course, the tremendous miracle but after the walls of Yericha, and Yericha was considered it was the key to the whole land, right? So as soon as Yericha fell, Yeshua had access to the whole land, and it fell initially with, with, with something that was a transcendent miracle. Blow Shafer, and, and that's going to make, you know, mortar walls fall. So, so that miracle was not vested in the ways of nature. But But afterwards, the, the, the Navi tells us that the nation went up and, and they, they destroyed the, the, the enemy with a sword. So that was Achiza Bateva. That was something that was connected to natural means of warfare. And a more detailed version of this can be seen in Milchemes Midian, in, in the war with Midian, where we, here's the famous words upon which one of the most famous Maimarim is, is, is based. Separate men from amongst you for the purpose of going to war. And they and they massed upon the enemy. And at the same time, and at the same time, no person will be lost in this war. And that's a war that is not natural. To not lose even one person in war, no, that's not natural. So here you have the twinning of the Unnatural with the natural. And the Rebbe says in the brackets here, and this this brings to mind the famous story, 
once a, a very sick person came to the Alter Rebbe, and no doctors could find a cure for his illness. The Alter Rebbe told him he should eat a half a matzah shmura and water, and he was cured. Seemingly, this is oxymoronic. This is an action that was meant to be done with, with the sick body. And, 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 to, and to strengthen the, the overall health. But on the other side, there, there are no healing properties in matzah shmura and water for such a sick person. And it's such a sick person, all the doctors gave up on ever healing him. So, so you want to tell me that in Darche Hateva, half a shmur matzah and water, really? Interesting prescription. The refua, of course, was the maila minateva. But it was done in a way that there was some hold on Teva. Because in Teva, to heal a person, you often give them something. You give them some kind of preparation. You give them some kind of medicine. So that was the Achiza B'Teva. And then the third, Gimel, Nisim She'ein Lehem Afilu Achiza B'Teva. And then there are miracles that, that don't even have any achiza b'teva, no connection into nature. Like, for instance, the um, the miraculous um, victory that Chizkiyo described, he says, I'm sleeping in my bed and I'm victorious. So that's like the third level. There's no connection to Teva altogether. You never went to a doctor. You never took a uh, a scan. You it just it's no achiza b'teva altogether. Tess. V'zehu gam dio kaloshon hifli Hashem v'higdil lasis ba'aretz. And so here now we can parse the words of the Alter Rebbe, the specificity of hifli Hashem v'higdil lasis ba'aretz. Hifli, the Rebbe explained to us, is this wondrous level that 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 that's above. Higdil is the level where you see the twinning between nature and and above nature, but it's still in the metric of nature. So the Rebbe says, "Gili orach hasidus beyutas kisev loy pal rakas arashem avaya stam ba'ofen shel katnus kavyochol b'darche ateva." The revelation of the light of Hasidus and Yutas Kislev did not just effectuate a um, array of the Shem Havaya in a way of that there should be a small way in which Teva and the Malamea Teva are synergized. And it wasn't even in a great way. That still has a connection to Teva. Ella 
But what Hasidus did to the world was transform it and elevate it to a place where it's higher than Teva completely. And yet, on the other hand, but the Alta Rebbe completes the Pasuk with the words, it has to come down in the world. So that which completely transcends the world has to come down in the world. Because if you had to summarize what Chasidus is all about, elevator pitch, it's to bring down this transcendent light that has no connection to Teva whatsoever and have it saturate Oretz. The world itself, every aspect thereof. Yud. Yedua, it's known. Shahakoyach lechaber sosim begalisha betera. Afal pishatera atzma chilkaisem lechnei chalakim nifradim. It's known that the ability to synthesize and bring together the hidden and the revealed aspects of Torah, even though the Torah itself divides them into two aspects, the chelak pnimi is Torah nikra sosim, v'haynu she'al pi ein hu begeder galia, and the and pnimi is called the hidden aspect, meaning that it's not in the category of what is revealed. Noivea mikach shabenu hazakin himshich as etzem the ability to bring together these two dichotomous aspects flows from the fact that the Altarebbe brought down the essence of Pneumius Hatayra. And, and this is a, a call to action to, to not um, hold back from Atmos, from essence. Like sometimes we think, whoa, that's like like the Rebbe taught us, it has to be, it has to be ayas de tikkun, ayas de tayu and kalim de tikkun. Of course, you need to do it in a way that's not going to overwhelm and that's not going to cause a shvir sakalim because tafasta meruba loy tafasta, when you try to do too much, then you, you, you don't grasp anything. But on the other hand, we have to take atzmos and, and, and shear it and put it out into the into the public thoroughfare because it's dafka from the etzem, from atzmos, that you're able to create this chibor. Ha'hizchalkos, the separation being sosim begalyut etera, hirak mitzad ha'hizpashto shel Because the separation between the revealed and the hidden aspects of Terra is just on the level of, of how it's, it's, um, it's spread forth. In other words, it's on the more external expressions. Because on that level, every aspect has to somehow be categorized. Okay. So like this is true in every aspect of life. Okay. So you send children to school and what happens in school? They have this subject and that subject and that subject and this teacher and this mechaneches, everything is differentiated and there's all this multifariousness. But what do you really want? 
You want atzmos. You want a certain kind of chinuch. You really don't care if they get it through their diktuk teacher or they get it from their <laughs> from their navi teacher or they get it from whoever. Yeah, does right. What you want is the atzmos. So all all separations, all distinctions, all categorizations, they're just on the level of hispastos. They're just on the way in which it's it it's spread out, as it were. Aval mitzada etzem shel hatera etzem pnimis hatera ain kol hischalkos vahagdaris. There are no distinctions. There are no delineations. There are no real categorizations. Etzem hatera who are atzmos hein shel hasosim vehein shel hagalyushem hatera because the essence of tera is the essence of every aspect of tera. Both the hidden and the revealed. And therefore, once you expose the atmos, all the so called dichotomies fall away. And the Rebbe says, from amongst the examples that can be used to showcase this idea in halacha, he's going to give us one. Al pidin, yesh betera, there is a hierarchy in Torah. There is a hierarchy in Halacha. There are things that are from the lenient to the most stringent. There are all kinds of delineations. Yes. But at the same time, there's a clear psak from the Rambam. If a Jew says that there's even one pasuk, even one word that Moshe Rabbeinu said by himself, that it didn't come from Hashem, that means that he's repudiating the entire Torah. And the same thing about a Jew who repudiates the authenticity of the Torah Shabal Peh that it comes from Hashem in its entirety. And there's no difference between if this is a word of the Aseris Hadibris and it's this abstruse name in the lineage of Esav and his children. It doesn't matter because Atzmos is Atzmos and it suffuses and pervades every aspect. Yud Aleph. And so the same thing is true about the Jews. And as mentioned in Sifim that Yutes Kislev effectuated this union, this synergy, this coming together of all aspects of the Jewish people and all the aspects within each person and the unification of the emuna, which is the sasim, the hidden, with the galyusha b'nishmasa, with the revealed aspects of the kechesa hanefesh, the the cognitive and the emotive, and all of this happened alidei gilui teres hachasidus shepal esamshachas etzem pnimius hatera. This all happened through the gilui of teres hachasidus that effectuated the flow of the essence of pnimius hatera. And what else happened? Another cell in the chart that through this was Nimshach, the Yechida Shebin Neshama, which is the Etzim of Neshama. 
And once you reveal the Yechida again, all the distinctions fall away within the Neshama itself, the hidden parts of the Neshama, the revealed parts of the Neshama. And a spiritual service. This effectuates that the emuna and the Kabbalah all should be suffused in all of the inner aspects of the person. And because when you reveal the etzim haneshama, you reveal the etzim of all the kaychas of the person, and therefore atzma suffuses all the aspects of the person. And the same is true in the macrocosm. And what provided the possibility and the impetus that the heads of B'nai Yisrael should stand shoulder to shoulder in a revealed way and in a closeness and in a oneness with all of the rest of B'nai Yisrael? Because again, Yotas Kislev effectuated the Bechina of Yechida in the national soul of B'nai Yisrael, Shemitzida nasim hakishur v'achibor shel koima ach ha-shlema di Yisrael ad lo'ifin shel yachid. Because once you expose the Yechida of Klal Yisrael, then you create a connection and a unity of the entire body. Until you can only refer to it as one body, yachid. And this also expresses itself, like the Rebbe says in Seif Vav. So, next cell. Rebbe says, and in Hasidus we always learn, that there's Oires and there's Kalim. There's ways in which there's the revealed aspect, and then there's the way in which it's kind of tethered to and and um, limited by the external expression. So the R of a book are the ideas and the Kalim are the words. And you don't have a book if you don't have the ideas and you don't have a book if you only have the ideas and you don't have the words. So, but through the Giluyim of Yutes Kislev, through the Giluyim of Atzmos, you're able to override a feature of the world, which is that there can't be a revelation uh, in a revealed way the connection between the world and the R Because the whole notion of the world is to be a Kaili for this R, is to obfuscate it. So under normal circumstances, you can't have a connection between the light and the medium that is meant to, to in some way mitigate or eclipse the light. Because the whole idea of this light is that it's mugdar begeder. It's, 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 
categorized in a certain category, which means it's limited. So therefore, the, the, the light that vivify it are limited by its expression and can't be revealed. It's only from the Atmos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shehu HaMitas HaMetziyus Behu Hanoi Sehakol And the Ebeshter is the only actual existence. Everything else is contingent on the Ebeshter's will. Right? So the Ebeshter is the only Amitas HaMetziyus Behu Hanoi Sehakol And the Ebeshter carries all paradoxes and all oxymorons and all dichotomies. There's no impossible for the Ebeshter. And only on that level, and only in this place is there a possibility for there to be yesh, something that feels itself as an independent existence, and at the same time is unified with Hashem in a complete unity. In other words, under normal circumstances, the the spark has to be subsumed in the fire. It doesn't feel itself as separate, a separate entity. But Hasidus made that there should be able to be the possibility of a yesh, and at the same time, the yesh should be unified with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the ultimate unification. We understand how everything is part of the Ebeshter, but that something should feel itself independent kaviachal and still be united completely how how like what does that look like what does it look like when you can identify the spark in the flame you'd base hachidish vahapu'ula shal yifutsu maynasecha chutza yichud ha'etzem ha'mayon ima chutza so the novelty and the effect of yifutsu maynasecha chutza created that there's no more chutza it completely united the etzem, the mayan, with the chutzah. And balidei bitri dafka, and this comes to full expression specifically, ka'asher ha'mayan is magiyim ad bechinas chutzah, shehi beloshen choyk mari v'chami admar, loi b'mokam ha'mukshar. Where do you see this? When the ma'ayanes express themselves and 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 manifest in places that don't seem fitting for this, that don't seem appropriate for this, I, I've been, I've resisted so many things I wanted to say, but now I'm not I'm unable to resist. So those of you that saw um, <laughs> that very funny clip about um, people in Argentina in Spanish trying to figure out what the newly elected president was saying that he's going to America for oil and they're trying to parse the oil. He said he was going to the oil. He's going to the oil. And, and they're sitting there on TV. This is not a spoof. Trying to figure out what, what, what he's going to do first. So like if you ever had a place I wouldn't say that this is the, the place that's fitting uh, for for showcasing uh, the Chavis Ayel, anyway, just so not in a place that's that's seemingly primed, appropriate, fitting for for Mayanis. Yechaylas Hamayanis Lachdar Bechutzakaze 
the possibility for the wellspring to pervade chutzah, that kind of chutzah that is seemingly inappropriate, unprimed, unfitting, not only is it not a vessel, is it not an appropriate conduit, but it's not even a place that is primed for possibly becoming a proper conduit. This comes only from the revelation of the of the essence of the wellspring, because it is the essence of Elokos, which is the only true existence, and it is the essence and the only true existence of all of creation. And therefore, it pervades and suffuses the outlying aspects that in and of themselves would not be fitting. So maybe an example could be that when a person is, we're, we're, we're all vivified by an overarching energy. And that overarching energy expresses itself and and brings to life every aspect of the body, not just like the most important and not just the most obvious and not just um, the most integral, but every aspect, every last cell in in, in the dead skin <laughs> that's going to be, you know, uh, taken off in the next shower or whatever. In other words, there's nothing that is not encompassed in and vivified by something that is as globally existential that is atmos. And this is the explanation between the two, This I'm sorry, this is the connection between the two explanations for the revelation of Teres Hasidus in these latter generations. On one hand, on one hand, it's because of the great darkness. It's the antidote to the darkness. And on the other, this is a taste of the revelations that are to come in the immediate future. The revelation of the essence of because the essence of expresses itself in its ability to irradiate the darkness of these latter generations so much so that this darkness turns to light and now we understand why tasting of the Teresa Shel Mashiach in this Erev Shabbos in this Mamish Erev Lichbenshin is Davka in a time where the darkness of Golos is so overwhelming until it becomes this 
doubled and redoubled darkness of the of the generation of because it is exactly in this manner of the biggest revelations unfolding in a time of greatest darkness that gives us a taste of the Torah Mashiach, gives us a taste of the etzim primis of the of the essence of Torah, of primis to, to suffuse light into the greatest darkness. Like in such a way until the darkness itself becomes a source of illumination. Like the Navi says, night becomes like day. Yud Gimel. now, based on everything above, so now, circling back to the beginning of the Sicha, on the words, Yaakov remained alone. One explanation was he remained alone for his jug, for his pitcher. And the other, the Levadai shows us that he was in some way as alone in his uniqueness and spiritual stature, as Hashem will be in the times of Mashiach, the nizka Hashem levade, Hashem alone will be above and exalted above all else. But the Rebbe explains, but it's specifically in the way in which we refine the pachin ketanim, the last that we have to deal with before Mashiach comes. The smallest and the lowest Birurim, which is which embody the, the, the darkness and the obfuscation and the way in which godliness is shrouded. It's dafkin that It's dafkin that service that we can recognize and we can feel the essence and the point of the whole idea of the Hashem's exaltedness. Because the way in which Hashem is singular and exalted, Achdus Hashem is not found in the in in the in the base medrash. It's found in the way that uh, that on TV these hapless anchors are trying to figure out what what what, what this guy is saying about the oil. That that's how you have the emes of the idea that Hashem is levadayhu. Hashem is one. But this is Shemitzadat's Musa Yisbarak because of the essence of Shem. Asher Mitzir's Hayesh Eina Bistir Lachdos Hashal Kadosh Baruch See, in normal um, paradigms, right? Chasidus teaches that Yesh is the biggest stira to, to Elokus. Our feelings of Yeshos, our feelings of the self, are, are the beginning of all spiritual pathologies. But then on the level of Atzmos, the Metzius Hayesh, the existence of the autonomous self, is not a contradiction to the oneness of Akadish Baruch. Because the, the Yesh of the person is fueled by Atzmus of Hashem, therefore the Yesh Hanivra, 
the 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 the, the, the existence of the created being feeling its own existence is actually a manifestation of 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 the yesh emes of 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 Hashem being the only yesh, and and that's something that Hasidus speaks about how <clears throat> it's dafka in the goof that there's a mila over the neshama, and and so on and so forth. The, you know, but it's, it's really kind of this idea of a hifli the higdel ba'aretz in the land. Um, so there's there's so many levels here. There are so many layers, um, but I think that as we approach Rosh Hashanah Hasidus, this sicha can um, remind us of the tremendous gift and the tremendous schus. Mamish, like, what did we do to deserve to be in this generation and deserve to receive this gift and receive it on, on, on a silver platter? And um, And what are we doing to push this gift out to more and more and more people uh, so that there's no chutzah, there's no daylight, there, there's no degree of separation. There is no separation. <laughs> there are no distinctions. There are no categories. There are no chassidim and misnagdim. There's no, there's, there's, there's no separations whatsoever. Um, so before we open up for, for Bengen, I just want to wish everybody Shana Teva Umesuka and we should be we should we should be to do what the Ibshan wants from us, what the Rebbe wants and demands and needs from us in these last moments of, of this Golos. And I can't wait for the um ultimate Zoom share. Um that's gonna be in a whole different way. Somehow the technology is gonna it's all gonna be merged in a, in a, in a whole different way.